0: Hello everyone, welcome to the FDH Lounge. This is FDH Lounge Original Dignitary Rick Morris here with my fellow Original Dignitary Chris Galloway. We're going through looking at all of the divisions in the NFL doing our annual preview. This is our look at the AFC South. We do a macro level preview at uh, the top of our first one that we report every year, which is the AFC East one. So if you want to get any of our macro level thoughts for the entire league, Go check that one out here. Otherwise, we are focused on going division by division. And specifically, we have a feature in Fantasy Football Draftology 2022 available on the main page of fantasydrafthealth.com. And that feature is one run-on sentence per team. And that's how I have this crafted. And uh, these are my predictions for the divisions. So that's the order in which I have these run-on sentences. For the AFC South, I have Indianapolis in first. And what I have for them is, if Matt Ryan can channel the prime version of himself for one more season, the surrounding talent and a super soft schedule render this team as a dark horse to emerge through the deepest crop of contenders in one conference for a Super Bowl in league history. Tennessee. Holes in the receiving core, offensive line, and back seven indicate that the window may well have closed for this era of the Titans. Houston. The story of the draft was, many holes down, many holes to go, and the commitment to a run with Davis Mills puts the Texans in position to accomplish their foremost goal for this season, filling the hole at QB in 23 with either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Jacksonville. Doug Peterson will heal the scars of the short-lived Urban Meyer era, but weird roster decisions continue to place a low ceiling on this franchise. So, Every year, Chris, it's one of these situations where this division always feels like it's one of the softer ones in the league. Uh, The years when it's maybe not quite as soft, it feels a little more mysterious. I don't know that there's necessarily a ton of mystery in the division this year to a certain extent. Uh, if there is any mystery, it might be how much of a come-up Houston and Jacksonville can make, but I think most of us are probably not expecting it to be very large. I, I would say Houston more so than Jacksonville. Yeah,
1: I, um, uh, with, I'm with you. I've got the Colts winning this thing uh, actually quite easily, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the Titans went uh, 12-5 and last year, I don't even know how they did that. Me I'm neither. still, I'm still like, did, did that happen? <laughs> like, I don't really believe that happened. It was a fever dream. I mean, it really was because they always they felt like a nine-win team to me, and somehow we ended up we ended the year and they were the number one seed at twelve and five, and it was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> and then of course they immediately got bounced right out and showed exactly who we thought they were. Like, yeah. I, I just didn't. So I'm with you. I think they've got holes all over the place. And, um, I don't, I like last year, I don't really believe in them. I think they're sort of an eight, nine type team this year playing that first place schedule. And, um, so I have the Colts like you, I've got the Colts at, uh, 11 wins, uh, and winning the division and, and competing because of that soft schedule because of a veteran like Matt Ryan, um, that, that they've got other pieces, you know, bringing Stefan Gilmore, um, you know, can they, can Yannick and Gakwe? Can he, you know, revive? They still got Jonathan Taylor, my man. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I just, I like this team, right? I just like the team. Yep. Now we'll see what happens. You know, losing their defensive coordinator. Right. What kind of effect that that has? Um, you know, it's always downplayed, but it does matter. And um, so, I, you know, I, I see Colts, then Titans. And then, um, I actually have the Jaguars doing a little better
0: than the the Texans this year. Okay. I love, I like Davis Mills. I I was intrigued by him coming out of college and was glad that the Texans were smart enough to let him play enough last year Mm -hmm. uh, to to take his lumps and, and show us some stuff. But the problem with that team is there's just so many holes. Right. And I just don't. Uh, I don't see
1: how how the how the Texans win enough games with that talent on that roster. Plus, the other thing is, I, I can somebody explain to me that coaching change? I mean, I, 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 I bringing in Lovey Smith? Yeah. I mean, I thought, um, what was their, what was her coach's name last year? Uh,
0: oh, he's escaping me at the moment. Yeah, uh, you're putting me on the spot here. I went up to Google yeah, it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 all right, look, it doesn't matter. He's gone, whatever. But that team played hard for him. Mm-hmm. They really did. We saw it week in and week out. David Culley. <laughs> yeah, David Culley. So, yeah. all right. So, David Culley, was he a world-beater? No. Right. But that team played hard every week. Right. I didn't understand. I thought he did a good job with that roster. Agreed. And that situation with Watson
1: and everything else going down around him. The chaos. Why you fire him? To go to Lovey Smith,
0: yeah, like, I
1: just, I don't, I, I, that's one that I just go, what is going on in Houston? Right. I mean, they deserve to be
0: the new Browns, right? They do. I mean, that's just, that is just ridiculous. Right. Um, I mean,
1: Lovey Smith hasn't had a winning football team since in, in over a decade. Right. And, and I don't, and I just don't think he's equipped to, to at his age and his makeup as of who he is. To deal with a young team that's going to make mistakes, it needs a lot of coaching and a lot of patience. Um, they should have they should have ridden with David Cully for you know two, three, four years while they were rebuilding this roster because they at least played hard for him. We'll see what happens, but I don't believe in I don't believe in this Lovey Smith uh, experiment. But I do believe in Peterson fixing some of the Jaguar problems, restoring some professionalism, right. helping Trevor Lawrence get back at TN. Um, I really like what I've seen in, in the preseason out of that, that that front defensive line and the ends for the mm-hmm. Jaguars. I think they're going to be able to put some pressure on some people. Mm-hmm. You know, their signings like Kirk, I, you know, overpriced guy for, for underperforming, in right. my opinion, never going to be worth what they paid him, but I think that they were
0: desperate to get something for Trevor Lawrence so they could further his development. Right. And in order to do that you gotta have some you gotta have
1: some guys, even if they aren't, you know, maybe the guys you eventually want on that roster and you may have to overpay if you're in Jacksonville. So I I actually have the Jaguars in third in that division. Okay. Um I have the I have them winning, you know, five to six games, you know, probably in that six game region. And then and then I have the Texans right around uh, you know, five so a real drop-off, obviously, after the Colts, um, and then down to the uh, you know eight-win Titans. I mean, that means I have everybody else in that division under five hundred.
0: Right. And, and, uh, and I, I just think that's how it's going to shake out. Well, I agree with what you're saying there, and I'm not going to do this for every division, but I am going to mention where I think it's relevant. Uh, as I mentioned when we were doing the AFC North, Another one of the features we have in Fantasy Football Draftology 2022 is the top 10 players on the spot in 2022, and in my estimation, the number 9 and tied for number 10 players are in this division. So I'm just going to read you what I have on that. Number 9, Mo Cox, A team with few overall weapons in the passing game is promoting this guy to lead tight end as Indy hopes to see more quote, the old Matt Ryan, end quote, and less, quote, old Matt Ryan, end quote. They're in a garbage division, but with moves like this, you can't pencil them in for the number four seed just yet. I have tied for 10th, Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. A year ago, Tennessee was looking to the future with A.J. Brown and a still-relevant Julio Jones. Life comes at you fast. Woods starts the season coming off an injury, and Burks is a raw rookie. This could be another one of those 5,000 carry seasons for... Derrick Henry. So, in a league, Chris, that is dominated uh, by, of course, the passing game and and where teams are most defined by what they're able to do in the passing game, uh, you have a situation where Indianapolis, as we see it, the divisional favorite, they're leaning on a relatively questionable option at tight end and then Tennessee, I think their situation at wide receiver is symptomatic of what we're seeing when we look at the entire roster. There's just any number of things on that roster where you're like, wait, what? They're doing this now?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the Colts and the Titans are both relying on their running
0: backs to carry them. Yes. A lot like the Browns with Chubb. Yep. I mean, it's and, and, and it, I mean, there's no way around it. Yep. The Titan, Derrick Henry's gonna have to run for fifteen hundred yards. Yep. Um, because they're not with with Tannehill and those wide receivers. They aren't gonna. They're not gonna get it done. In the air, no. And then the Colts. You're right. I mean that that's a questionable pick, uh, a choice at, at tight end. At the same time, they're doing like the, a lot like the Browns are doing with uh, Njoku, right? Right. They are expecting a big step
1: up, and they're handing it to him. And um, you know, it, maybe it works out, right? I mean, it might, but uh, they are clearly relying on Jonathan Taylor to carry the load. Uh, mm. there. And look, both those teams look.
0: They're both workhorses, right? Taylor and Henry, um, like Chubb, are workhorses who, who are going to move the football for you. Yes.
1: So, I mean, it's, you know, 20 years ago, you wouldn't question that at all.
0: Well, right. No, that's true. That's true. It's only the re- the evolution of the game. I will say this, though, and and it's an excellent uh, comparison on your part. You, you took my note to the next level here and finding a commonality about the running games of Cleveland, Indiana, and Tennessee, which they do have a lot in common. I will say this if we're talking Mo Alley Cox and David Njoku, I know which of the two I have a lot more belief in based on his potential, his upside, these things. These are all the buzzwords that I'm always in love with, anyways, but David Njoku is a guy who, as we have said, has been inconsistent in putting it together, but you've always seen what he's capable of doing. And, oh, by the way, it was actually a first-round pick. Mo Alley-Cox does not really fit many of the elements I just talked about there. No, and that was a, maybe it's an unfair comparison on my part. <laughs> but that's, no, 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 you're right, though. But it, here's the thing, though. Like, I, I think you were onto something, but maybe cross-positionally, isn't Mo alley Cox sort of the equivalent of what the Browns are doing with their non-Amari Cooper wide receivers?
1: Yeah, they really are. That's that's, a, that's also a good one.
0: Okay. Um, good analogy. Um, you know, sort of, sort of saying, "Well, we're
1: we throwing it out. We're <laughs> throwing it out there. We hey, we're hoping for the best." Right. Um, and, and, and you know and the problem for the Colts and then obviously for the
0: Browns wide receiver room is you and I both know is that almost never works in the NFL. Right. Yeah. You just... ne- you never have the well we're just going to wing it and hope for the best with these with these guys and let's
1: hope they all have great career years. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, so that is I think that is a weak link uh, for the Colts, but you know uh, I would rather have a weak link and on a on a.
0: Position like tight end in my entire wide receiver core. Absolutely, no. You're right about that, and again, and you and I, neither one of us expects that to hold back Indianapolis from winning this division, and uh, again, getting in there in the playoffs. Uh, This is a division where I think, as we look at this, we're both, I would think, in agreement. This division's only sending the division winner. Right, you're not getting one of the wild cards, probably out of the south. No, it's I don't
1: have anybody else above 500.
0: Yeah, it's.
1: Division winner and everybody else
0: goes home and gets ready for the draft. Yeah, pretty much so. So, uh, boy, there could be an awful lot of playing out the string uh, in Nashville, Houston, and Jacksonville uh, here, particularly if Indy gets off to a fast start. So this may not be the most interesting division in football this year, but, hey, they can't all be. Uh, But at least we were able to get an interesting discussion out of it. Thank you, Chris Galloway, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our discussion, our preview of the AFC South in 2022.